0: Oh, we stay with elections, and while many of us are no stranger to tactical voting here, uh, what about vote swapping? A number of websites are encouraging the electorate to swap their vote with those living in other constituencies in order to maximise the vote. So what's all this about exactly? Let's talk now to Tom de Grunwald who's co-founder of SwapMyVote.uk. Tom, h- how do you go about swapping a vote?
1: Good evening, yeah, so if you go to the uh, website at swapmyvote.uk, you'll see that you can choose who your favourite party is and who you're prepared to vote for. That would be your second or third preference, but maybe the one who you're least offended by in your constituency. Um, then what we'll do, you press swap my vote, and, you, and we will try and match up with someone who has the complementary or opposite preferences to you. So you'll find a voting partner, and on, on, the, on the big day and cast a vote for each other. That way, that hopefully, both parties feel that they haven't wasted their vote.
0: Would it be open to abuse, which is always a worry, of course?
1: Well, it, it absolutely is. There's, there's a big element of trust, um, you know, a big question about trust. The, the, what we've tried to do is integrate it with social networks. So you log in with Facebook or Twitter, um, so it's actually tied to your real identity. What that means is that you can go and have a look at your. You can find out who your voting partner is. Maybe click through to their Twitter profile, see what kinds of things they're tweeting about. If they're talking about the same sorts of issues as you're interested in, and that means that you're going to get a sense of a real person there. Also, you can introduce yourself and and they and you know have a have a chat. And one of the really nice things about the platform, is, one of the byproducts, is that we're seeing a lot of new conver- conversations spring up between people. Who may otherwise not have met? There's more political debate going
0: on because, of course, I mean, you've got a vote in the constituency where you're a resident. So you of find course. someone else in another constituency, and um, you you do some sort of deal there, uh, which is based entirely on trust, of course, that they're going to go through with this. Yeah,
1: well, I think I mean, I think you were just talking about tactical voting to some extent, and and um, I've actually just seen I've seen a headline in the last few minutes that um, that. Uh, in the Guardian, that conservatives in Sheffield Hallam, where um, Nick Clegg is, has it, it, that's his constituency. Apparently, they're going to come out and save Nick Clegg. I've just read. Uh, so it's quite interesting that with tactical voting, there's a sort of as a sort of tribalism, like a tribalism light, where people will vote for someone who isn't their first option. Now, the difference between sort my vote and tactical vote. that someone else is voting for you. So I think it really helps some people who might feel conflict about doing tactical voting. It might help people, you know, who who, who are actually feeling disenfranchised come out and vote, knowing that they're going to get a vote cast for them for their first preference somewhere else in the country.
0: Where would you vote yourself, Tom? Where's your constituency?
1: Um, I'm, I, live in, I live in London, and um, I'm very much <laughs> trying to work out exactly... What I feel at the moment, um, I'm quite keen to for, for all the discussion around vote swapping to be non-partisan because, in a way, what we're really trying to do is create a, a new form of, or a new a new layer, if you like, to democracy mm. where people are actually helping each other out. It's
0: um, a, yeah, it's, t- it's like, tactical voting, but using technology, basically, isn't it? I mean, has it caught on at all? Have you been contacted by many people on your website?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we've got thousands. Thousands of users um, and tens of thousands of people have come to to, to see what's going on, and um, there's been a lot of media interest. And I, I think I think there are going to be tens of thousands of people swapping their votes this election. So it's, I think it's a real force and a, and a real new paradigm. You know, we've we've seen in uh, in the economy this phrase the sharing economy. Um, we, we all know websites like whatever Airbnb or Uber or whatever. <laughs> other other websites are available, um, but this is this is an experiment with a new form of democracy, and we're calling it the sharing democracy.
0: Okay, Tom, interesting. I think I understand it, but it's sort of slightly complicated, and you need to be sort of taken through it slowly. But um, an interesting notion, and obviously it's created a bit of interest. Uh, Tom de Groenvelt, there, co-founder of SwapMyVote UK. I had to light them on earlier about slow TV, you know, these relaxing programs, the Potter's Wheel, the, the spinning wheel, that sort of thing. I remember John Betjeman said there should be a channel which just showed little waves breaking on a pebble shore, you know, sort of relaxing stuff. A um, bit of reaction to this notion because um, BBC Four is uh, carrying some of these programs, which is a Scandinavian idea apparently. Slow TV need not be dull or without content, says one Text to hear, or it doesn't have to be not challenging. Kenneth Clark's Civilization or Jacob Bronowski's Ascent of Man, slow-paced and long shots—they help you contemplate, engage and learn. Indeed, indeed. And somebody else, I've just spent two days doing spinning flax demonstrations. Lots of people spend four or five minutes watching the spinning wheel. You can see them relaxing. So that's in real life, but that's something that you could put on the television as well. Thanks very much indeed for your ideas on that. Um, It'll be interesting to see how many people actually watch these programmes when they're put on BBC Four.